These ones are twists off. Really gotta stop. You gotta stop with the um, moaning at the beginning of these episodes. <laughs> Never again. Never on this pod. I will kick you off so quickly. Welcome to the Last Second Podcast. I'm your host, Austin, here with my friends Chase, Jake, and Billy. Each episode, I will share a story from sports insane history to my three friends. The catch, I'm the only one who will know the details. So sit back, relax, crack a beer, and enjoy the episode. All right. Today, we're drinking Yingling. This is my personal favorite ever since the college days. I never drank illegally, though. Um, never. Never. Never Not once. One time. That's bad, kids. It's funny you say that. That was also my original favorite, and... It got me in trouble for the first time in college, so. Wait. Yingling? Yeah. You, how'd you get in trouble in college? Um, we went home for, like, freshman year, like, Thanksgiving break. Had a couple buddies over. Yeah. Um, and I forgot one of the cases of Yingling on my bed. <laughs> the, a whole case? Oh, in that when? <laughs> yeah. In that when um, your mom sent you the, sent me the photo, photo of, of the, what the hell is this? Yeah, and said, "Hey, did you forget this?" Oh man, and I was like, "Yeah, can you, can you mail it?" Yeah, I mean, I would have been more upset about. I wouldn't even be. You're already gone, right? Yeah. So I would have been more upset about leaving the beer. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I was. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry, mom. I'm, uh, I'm a terrible person, but I'll you send like, me no, that. Great beer. Great yeah, beer. yeah. <laughs> great beer. And that it's is a, a tragedy. Chase, what was your favorite beer? <sighs> oh, honestly, like, got favorite beer. In college. Yeah. College? In college. Oh. Mine was the old Bush Light. Bush Light. It's not Honestly, good I, it's still Bud Light. It's the only thing that really... Because like, I feel like that's always the middle ground for like cheap beer. Yeah. Like I didn't go to Bush Light. I didn't go to Kirkland... Uh, uh, Kirk Light? Kirkland <laughs> yeah, Light? Kirkland you didn't Light. like piss water? It tasted the like... hot dog water. It tasted like someone put mints in it. To me, I I had like a weird, I don't know. I can't tell you. We said it gets you drunk. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't matter. When you get 48 in a a case from Costco, yeah. For $21. $21 for 48 beers. It was the only beer that tasted warm even when it was cold. (laughs) (laughs) One of these days, we need to do a blind taste testing. We've already done like all the light beers together and just do it blind. I got, I went 0 for 7. Wow! Over seven. Over really seven. that bad? Me you couldn't like pick out a Miller Light. You can't, dude. Else? It's so much harder than you think it is. I promise. I don't know, man. Miller Light sucks. I would probably catch don't it. Don't you say Uh-oh. such blasphemy? <laughs> you guys are gonna fight. <sighs> we we were at the Charlotte FC game last weekend, and we got our first round of Tall Boys, um, good old like ten or twelve dollar Miller Lights, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, twelve dollars. Sounds reasonable, each. Yeah. of course. Typical. Anyway, then uh, one of the friends went back and got round two, got Bud Lights. And I was like, wow, Miller Lite sucks. <laughs> wow, Jake, Jake throwing shots at Miller Lite. Miller Lite. Well, I guess that'll be we're the gonna next one. We're going to be doing blind taste testings for well, sure. Speaking of Miller Lite, uh, Maple Leafs Mitch Marner calls carjacking a very scary situation. So, Billy, I'm going to let you kind of handle this one for me. Yeah, so essentially the Maple Leafs just lost uh, in the Game 7. Oof. Um, and right after that, this guy, one of their star players gets carjacked, okay? 
I want to give you some statistics here of how bad the Maple Leafs have done in the past, I don't know, 20 years. Uh, we'll start in uh, 2006. And from 2006 to 2012, they missed the playoffs. In 2013, they lost in the first round of the playoffs. From 2014 to 2016, they missed the playoffs. From 2017 through 2019, they lost in the first round. 2020, they lost in qualifying round. And from 2021 to 2022, they lost in the first round. And so, I mean, hockey's kind of a religion there. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, that's in Canada, right? Yeah, it's in Canada. Yeah, it's yeah Canada, Canada, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and so sorry uh, <laughs> is there is a coincidence that you know after all of these hard losses you know you get carjacked mm. right after you lose a big game that'll teach him that's what that guy was thinking. i mean the, the headline's pretty stupid carjacking is a scary experience I mean, I, well that's that was pretty harsh for it was at gunpoint too oh yeah. i mean yeah it's a scary experience either way did they get did he get like, Everybody's did they, okay. Did they get yeah. a report like from him saying like it was because we lost? No. <laughs> <laughs> that. No, he's probably like, good. sorry, I deserve better. <laughs> sorry, yeah. We'll, we'll do better next year. Take, my car. He, take the car. It's yeah. All right. Uh, meanwhile, calls his agent, gets a trade. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I'm out of here. Is that what Fuck happens? That place. Is that what happens with the Maple Leafs? I'm fine with losing, but my car, well, that's where I draw the line. The, the problem is, it's like every year, too, they have so much hype around them because they have like really good players and they've been losing so much that mm. they have good draft picks. Would you and say like, things get sticky? <laughs> you said this was the Maple Leafs? Jeez. Yeah, the nice. Toronto Maple Leafs. Nice. I'm pretty sure they are a blue spot on the Monopoly board. What? NHL Monopoly. Pretty sure they're a... Uh, I've never played wait, NHL you, Monopoly, you, but you have it. You, this is you why we have that? Jake on the podcast. Yeah. His ADHD comes in. It doesn't deserve to in sit... Prime in, they don't deserve to sit in the same spot as Boardwalk. Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's pretty, yeah, no. No? No. Put them on the brown squares. God. Yeah. So speaking Hard of enough. Monopoly, um, in... Other Great news. segue. Love that. <laughs> I'm just going to start saying speaking of what we were just talking speaking about of. and just go to a completely different. <laughs> Did you guys catch that with the Miller Lite? So speaking of Miller Lite, the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> oh, that's so relatable. Wow. He's right. Yeah, so speaking of Monopoly, uh, Alabama, yeah, it's kind of a Monopoly, but Alabama's Kinda. Nick Saban and Texas A&M's Jimbo Fisher are in a battle right now. I thought you were going to say a gay relationship. No. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but that'd be They don't allow that down Dude. there. So... Nick Saban, basically, they came in second in the recruiting class this year. Who, Saban did? Saban in Alabama. To who? Texas A&M and Jimbo Fisher. Wow, Texas A&M. And, and, really? and, and, what did and they Nick pull out? Saban wasn't happy. Yeah, yeah I bet. His response was saying that Texas A&M bought all their players. Oh, my God. And for coaches to say that, it means so much more than, like, my dumbass being like, dude, they buy everything. They buy everybody. Now, it's... When a coach says it, it's there's something a little more there to it. But at the same time, it's like coaches don't do that. Especially mm. not Nick. You don't if you're Nick Saban, what are you protecting right now? He's just yeah. you know, he it's he's kinda acting like a child a little bit. In That's my what opinion. I was gonna say. That's like some teenage stuff right but there. Jimbo Fisher went scorched earth on Nick Saban after this. I'm just going to read some of the stuff he said. What were they like in a in tweet press battle? Conference. Oh no, it was an in a pro press, press conference. <laughs> oh, this is great. Unadulterated. No one could could, you know, filter it out for him he oh, just God. said everything 
First of all, I'd like to say it's a shame that we have to do this. It's really despicable. It's despicable that somebody can say things about somebody, and more importantly, 17-year-old kids. You're taking shots at 17-year-old kids and their families, that they broke state laws, that we bought every player on the group. We never bought anybody. No rules were broken. Nothing was done wrong. The way we do things, the ethics in which we do things, and these families, it's despicable that a reputable head coach can come out and say this when he doesn't get his way or things don't go his way. The narcissist in him doesn't allow those things to happen, and it's ridiculous when he's not on top. Dang. So that's just a little bit. He kind of goes into more. Called and a narcissist. He, he, that, he, really. he goes, <laughs> go talk to coaches who coached for him. You'll find out all the parody. Go dig into wherever he's been. You'll find out anything. It's a shame that you have to sit here and defend 17-year-old kids and families and Texas A&M because we do things right. We're always going to do things right. We're always going to be here. Hmm. See, like, those are just <clears> – <throat> I don't believe that. <laughs> well, it goes – It goes. he kind of he kind of gets angrier and angrier as he talks. Okay. okay? Right. I mean, uh, the next thing he goes into, some people think they're God. <laughs> <laughs> Go dig, go dig into how God did his deal. You may find out about a guy, a lot of things you don't want to know. We built him up to be the star of football. Go dig into his past or anybody that's ever coached with him. You can find out anything you want to find out. Dude, he's trying to get Nick canceled. (laughs) (laughs) I tell you, he scorched earth. He just, he got angry and angry and no one filtered. And the camera was like, Yes, Feed perfect. Me. Yeah, Feed it's me. perfect. Yeah. You're doing great. great. Dude, I bet all the reporters were drooling. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, and so he keeps on going, but it's just, we're talking about 40-year-old men, and Nick Saban said, so now, okay, I approach this from a different point perspective, right? Somebody who's really good says somebody did something bad, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. A correct response would be to be like, "That's fine. We did everything right. You know, there's what no do you, you don't here. even have to say anything. Yeah, or you like, can. It's the it's the like, top dog in college football. So you can say something back. It's like, oh, we did everything right. I don't know. They won about. this year, right? Yeah. Uh, no, Alabama lost no. to Georgia this year. Okay. I mean, well, so, so maybe like, that's he's still bitter about yeah, that. He's bitter. Yeah, he's like, but we got sucking again. But right, that that's like a response. I would think like we did nothing wrong. We're fine. You know, and then just leave it at that. He went into so much detail and then started firing shots back at Nick Saban. So now my mind's like, if you don't have anything to hide, mm. why are you going to attack another person about their past mm. and their recruiting? That's, that's what I was. Yeah. I was like, he's you know? saying like he's pushing too much for some well, reporter exactly. to he's like go after Nick. He's Saban. like on fire and trying yeah. to douse another person on fire. Yeah. So it's just two people on fire. So yeah. I'm actually really confused by this because. Here's the deal. I think every college program in America is doing something shady. Oh, I don't care what it is or there's something. The thing is now there's NIL. So now what is that? NIL is basically the new rule in the NCAA football scene. I think it may be in all college sports now, but basically you can make money off your name, image, and likeness and stuff like that. Yeah. So basically now these big teams like Texas A&M who have, you know, hundreds of thousands of people who buy their shit, um, who are very influential in the state, who do well every year, yeah. they can now have a, a, a way to barter with these kids and say, you can make this amount of money if you join our team, right? Instead and that's of, legit. It's legit. Yeah, it's legit. Yeah. Literally, you can make that money if, if you come and join the team because we'll use your age, uh, your, your 
uh, name and likeness in our stuff and you'll make money. That's because they didn't want to pay the athletes. That was their that was their cop out. The yeah. loophole. Dude, yeah. I saw I saw a post and it was like past Alabama players and they're driving around brand new cars oh, in high dude. school. And they're like, yeah, just go digging anywhere. You'll find anything. And it's like, yeah, it's been right in front of our faces. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, but they, like they just put, the, put something on it. But man, dude, yeah, it's, it's Alabama fun to watch. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that's, <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe. <laughs> oh, man. I, I you know it's worth it to me if if, you know, if, if any team has to buy some people. Screw it. I think it should be it should be have been done 20 years ago. Yeah. Buy it just really? makes better games. Just makes better games, man. It's the yeah. same reason I think uh, PED should be allowed in MLB. I, mean, I think it makes it makes sense to obviously pay the players. Yeah. And if they are at just a bigger school performing better, then yeah, pay them more. But I think that makes it even harder for anyone outside maybe those top twenty big schools to I make th- it. It's always been like that. But the thing is, I, NIL also increases the chances. Of big name players to go to these smaller schools and make a fuck ton of money because if you think about it, if you're a five star running back and you go to Alabama, you're not going to be a big name. Yeah. There's two years you're not going to be doing anything, right? Yeah. Um, but if you go to a University smaller school, North Carolina at Charlotte. Yeah, you go to UNC Charlotte and you blow up, you break all the records, you do all this stuff. That fan base is going to buy all your shit, and you're going to make a lot of money doing it. Damn. So See, there's, that, that's there's a another smart argument, move, and so like there's yeah. this one kid yeah. right now who is a million-dollar high school-turned-college athlete. Good for him. And he plays for Jackson State University. Oh, I think I did hear about that. Yep. His name's Travis Hunter, and all the biggest schools want him. He's the best cornerback. He's one of the highest-rated cornerbacks in history coming out of high school. And he went to Jackson State University, Isn't coached that? by Deion yeah, Sanders. Yeah, that's because the coach, right, too. And, and he's making a million dollars in NIL deals. <laughs> You know, so like that's you can do insane. that's genius though. Yeah, that's genius. like such a good move on your part because you yeah. know you're gonna like blow it out of the water for anyone you play. Mm-hmm. Like personal, I mean, your team might not win every and game, you're but getting you're getting coached by a previous NFL yeah. safety or corner. I can't remember exactly what he played. I think Didn't he, he played play, like everything. Deion Sanders. He played a lot. I don't know if he, he really, played running back. I know. I don't know if he played running back too much. Um, I know he was corner, and I know he returned punts and stuff. But yeah, I mean, he was just an all-around athlete. Yeah, he but like prime like, time, like you said, it's a perp- perfect yeah, it's a, matchup. It's a, it's a great situation. Good for him. Million. Oh, he was definitely not a running back. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into today. We're going to be doing a shorter story, um, and I tried to make it shorter. It may go a little longer than what I originally thought, but we're just going to have fun with it. Guys, just let's see just how call it goes. average size, okay? Yeah, yeah. it's, yeah. it's yeah. average size. Average, not average long. is yeah. <laughs> average is fine. Yeah, okay. below below long. Average is cool. She says it, it's perfect for her. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Okay, okay, but we <laughs> <laughs> need more beer. During these shorter stories, we're going to do a segment before. We're going to test this out. We're going to see how this goes. Um, these will definitely change. We'll not do the same thing every single time we have a shorter story, but it's something to fill some time. Um, this week, we're doing asshole trivia. Oh. So here are the rules, friends. Just look at, we all look at each other? Yeah, get nervous. <laughs> yeah. I've you already three, heard part of this. You three work together to provide one answer. Okay. okay? okay cool. I will Google search once per question. Per once? question. Per so we can ask question. him a question. You're like yeah. our... Our lifeline? Yeah, I'm mean, yeah. your lifeline. Okay. One, one time a question. There is no time limit. Okay. But 
since it's asshole trivia, mm-hmm. I will start counting down if I think you guys are taking too long. Oh, my okay. God. <laughs> Good Lord. All right. You get two right out of seven, game's over. Okay. Two what, right. What happens if we get none right? Then Austin you, wins. You lose. <laughs> okay. Then you guys, then the whole world and everybody, because everybody, everybody, everybody listens to this podcast. You don't our want one to upset. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to upset our Pakistani viewer. Yeah, exactly. It's true. You're right. So, only thing is, Billy can answer the first one because I talked to him about the first mm-hmm. one. So, this one will be for Chase and All Jake. Right. Jake. All right, fair. Let's get it. I have my phone ready for Google. I'm so nervous. <laughs> good. I like a combined IQ. Question of like number one. We're good. <laughs> okay. How many Super Bowls has Tom Brady won himself? Um, seven. Himself? Okay. Um, yeah. I think it's six. I should yeah. know this. I think you're right. No, no, yeah. Want me to Google it? No, 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 no. Six. Six? Final answer? Yeah. All right. Zero. Teams win Super Bowls. You're a dick. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. No. He said it in the name. <laughs> oh, wow. We're shit. Okay, wow. Uh, that was way too close to your eye. <laughs> yeah, no, it, I, <laughs> I see. This is working. <laughs> My thought process was right. Chase is mm-hmm. fuming right now. Uh, I'm upset. So we're, so we're hey, zero. now you're here. Uh, too. Yeah, I know. Now I'm back. Now it, I'm was, it was seven, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. wow. So I was well right to my own question. Fingers. You guys ready for question two? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> question two. What year was modern football invented? Uh, football. Modern. So, okay. Well. Okay. How? Modern, I feel like, is a key thing. Well, are you talking? Can we ask questions to you? Talking American football? He's Google. Oh, that's a good question. What year was modern football? So, or, or are we talking Super Bowl one, era? You yeah. get one question to ask me, and I will Google it for you. Are we talking no, wait, about what? football in America? Wait, you want me wait, to ask wait, Google wait. that? Oh, no, should, no. Just, why can't we just ask him to define modern football? That's not part of the game. This is asshole trivia, man. You get one Google, and you guys discuss. I think he's talking about soccer, football. I think so, too. Because I think that's... Yeah, it is asshole right? trivia, and yeah, we're I think usually talking about, about football. Modern. So. Um, so, modern so, what do you want me to ask? What? Wait, so when, it could be like modern football, like saying not soccer. Look... We're gonna get this wrong. Either, okay, we got it's a fifty-fifty split. So, okay, so, we'll yeah. ask the question. Uh, modern. When was modern modern soccer, soccer created? Yeah. 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 When was modern soccer created? When was modern soccer created? According to FIFA, modern soccer began in England in 1863. However, the very earliest form of kicking a ball seems to have originated from a Chinese military manual dating back to the second and third centuries. No. So modern. Yeah. Yeah. Modern. 1863. Football, a.k.a. soccer, was invented in 1863. So we're that, right. We're you got it right. Oh, yes, yes, boys. <laughs> we did it. We're not stupid. That's one. <sighs> nice job. Oh, God, I'm not going to have to eat a Zen packet. <laughs> <laughs> How many football players were drafted in 1940? Oof. Oh, no. Another... Was the league around then? Yeah, that's a great question. 
I don't I, think it was. Wait, what Super Bowl are we at? We're not. 50, we just passed fifty, didn't we? Oh, yeah. It wasn't. There wasn't even a Super Bowl at that time. Nineteen forty. No, the, it was world during World War Two. Oh, so none, none were drafted. Yeah, go with that. None, none were drafted. Is final answer. I don't even want to ask a question. None. I'll go with none. Six hundred and twenty-nine professional football players. God, you are an idiot. Oh, Wait, let me finish. <laughs> 629 professional football players were drafted into the military in 1940. Oh! He said drafted. He yeah. said drafted. Okay, that's dude, that's a yeah, that's a We're on the right track. Yeah. Dude, you have, okay. No, that's good. Okay, we're close. We're close. <laughs> what famous fictional char- cartoon character has a head shaped like a football? Isn't it Hey Arnold? Hey Arnold. But let's be careful. <laughs> what um, famous cartoon character? Has, there's no trick words in there. I feel like, what has a head f- shaped like a football? Yeah. I or what if the answer is football head, like they call them in the show? Do you know anybody? Well, I guess. Oh wait, wait, I'm... wait. What about Stewie? Ooh, Family Guy. I feel like that's. I think our question should be that exact. No, but I think you're right though. They called him f- hey, football head. I do yeah. think they called him football head. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Ar- hey, Arnold. They did. For sure. So what's the? What, how should we have a question? Should yeah, I think we should ask. I think we should show. I think we should ask that question directly. Yeah, just Google, be like, like, what? What is the? What's the famous football head, head cartoon, cartoon character? Car- yeah, whatever yeah. you asked. Ask Google. Can, yeah. Is that allowed? What was the famous football head cartoon character? Arnold Philip Shortman is the titular main protagonist of the Nickelodeon hey Arnold. animated oh. television series Hey Arnold. If I it's Stewie, I'm gonna unless there's some trickery into this question. There definitely is. I just I don't see it. Yeah, All right, let's go with it. What with who? Hey Arnold, Arnold from right. Hey Arnold. Yeah, we'll confirm it. Arnold from Hey Arnold. Yeah, okay. okay, good. <laughs> All right, <laughs> two. Sweet. Dude, this is such a mind fuck. Yeah, this. this is a <laughs> scary game. Mind. All right, two is seven. Yeah, we're good, man. You got the two, but we can keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get the other not? questions. All right. Sweet. Now Austin has to eat glass. How, oh, God. <laughs> How many beers did Lawrence Taylor drink on his draft night? None. Lawrence Because he wasn't of age, right? Wait. Oh, well, NFL draft is post-college, so he's of age. Yeah, I thought he wouldn't understand but that. But it might be, I mean, if he, was, if he left college early. I don't think he did. No, I think you're on the right track. I, well, who would? How would you know that? I'll give some. Sp- it is a very famous story. Oh, okay, so mm. I'm assuming a lot. It's got to be something ridiculous. Yeah, then or I, it's like two, and he just got sick. I. I don't. Did know. any? No one heard this story. I, I think I, we should I, just I, Google it again. Okay, oh, all right. It's boring. We're already, we already won. Let's just guess. Okay, that's fair. I I would say uh, something ridiculous then. Like um, over or under eighteen, you think? Over twenty. I want to go twenty beers. Twenty even. I'll I say a whole. You know what? <clears throat> this is a little bit of a trick answer, but I will t- accept two answers for this. Okay, um, I'm gonna say like okay, I, I, a case. Yeah, I'll say a case. Okay, and then what's the other answer? Like two. Um. I'd say a case. Or, one. or one. one. Yeah. He had one. like one and like threw up or one something. One or yeah. 24 beers. <laughs> yeah. Those okay. are our two answers. Gotcha. You guys aren't 
it's not bad. My answer to this was who knows because he says he doesn't remember. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. But he is stated saying he had 41 beers. Okay, yeah. Oh, I, I thought it was going to be pretty oh, high. What? 40. <laughs> what are you, God? <laughs> Good Lord. He said, he said, I don't remember. I had 41 beers. I'm like, how do you not remember if you had 41, <laughs> 41. beers? That's such that, a weird number. That's to like a there. Guinness. That's got to be some kind of record. God. At that point, it's just a guess. Yeah. Yeah. You were guessing 41? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, oh quick hand Billy over here. <laughs> true or false? Magic Johnson played in the NBA. That's tr- true. Wait, was it called something else at the time? Oh, I don't. I would still think he. I don't. It's. Am I like, is this some meta irony shit? Like it's asshole trivia. So I'm. Second guessing the answer. Okay, I'm feeling. I just don't yeah. think it. I, I'm get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. Okay, this might sound stupid, but is Magic his actual first name? No. That's actually no. That's a good point because maybe he didn't play under Mag- in, in Magic like they Johnson. Call him- they called him something else, but I always knew him as Magic Johnson. But he could have been something else. Okay, so we can we, look up that question. Should we question. ask, like, what is Magic Johnson's full name? Yeah. Yeah. Is that okay? Okay. What is Magic Johnson's full name? Yeah, I, don't, I mean. Irvin Johnson Jr. Knew it. So, no. I was saying he, no. He did not. He did not fall. Good job, Chase. I'm in yeah. it. Good yeah. job. Yeah, let's yeah. go. <laughs> wow. All right, last question. Why do hockey players stand on to skate? Blades. Ooh. Aren't they called blades? Don't they stand on the ice? Oh. Oh, yeah, that's it. It's the ice. <laughs> well, hold on. Do we well, want to discuss wait. it? <laughs> what, can, no, you, you can you ask the question again? Wow. What do hockey players stand on to skate? Yeah, ice. They stand on the ice. Right. Yeah. But they, they're standing on the blades. That is standing on the ice. Yeah. I, I would go with ice. Okay. That's the dumber right. answer, yeah. so yeah. I'm going with it. <laughs> okay. Their feet. Yeah, Let's okay, that's fair. <laughs> we didn't we didn't go yeah. we didn't go we enough didn't in go layers. Stupid <laughs> enough. <laughs> we were close with the blades. Yeah. We, we should have gone sole of the shoe and then foot. We Billy's, just didn't make it. Billy's there. IQ is too high for this. <laughs> Well, that was That's bad, why guys. Chase got most of the answers. Oh, was it? <laughs> wow. I'm just kidding. He hasn't had a job in weeks. <laughs> More like months. One, two. I think that's. Was that three right, guys? That was not bad I think at all. Four. 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 I think, I think you four. guys. No, it was. Or three and a half. Oh, we didn't get the draft was, one right. We didn't get 41 beers. I'm you didn't sorry, get, but that is absurd. Yeah, yeah. But that was that's pretty good, guys. Right. We, we definitely need to come up with like some kind of repercussion or something. Like yeah, it's, doing a it, dab of hot sauce some, or yeah, something. Add some steaks to it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, without further ado, <laughs> fear, an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain or a threat. Fear is the path to the dark side. Mm. Fear leads to anger. Do it. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. From Master Yoda. Leads to power. Oh, that was actually from Yoda. Leads to power. Do it. Do it. (laughs) On March 11th, 1945, Doc Philip Ellis Jr., a.k.a. The Nut, 
was born in Los <laughs> Angeles, California. <laughs> Dude, why do you always kind of come up with ridiculous names? Uh, <laughs> oh, that was in the biography. <laughs> what was the name of the town the other day? Oh, God. What was the name of the... Yeah, the yeah. town that... Oh. Durfee? Durfee. Durfee, yeah. <laughs> now we got Dr. Nut. <laughs> He's Doc Nut, okay? Doc the Nut. Oh, God. Does, does the name... I just want to make sure for God. the audience. Does the name Doc Philip or Doc Ellis make sense to you guys? Is that make it, you guys shocked at all to hear? It rings Wait. a bell, actually. Yeah. I don't remember from where. Doc but. Ellis. Is that the coach? Nope. Not not Doc, okay. I don't know. Not really. Not at all. Perfect. Yeah, I've never. I was so worried you guys would know this guy. Get sh- Strap in and strap on. I'd, I'd, I'd remember the nut part. <laughs> <laughs> His father, Big Doc, was a hardworking man. Is he the big nut? <laughs> Doc, a.k.a. The Nut, was a hardworking man. His mother, Naomi, helped him with his work when the family opened up a shoe store, repair shop, and dry cleaning business. The family worked hard and wanted to provide their son with an upbringing that would help him succeed in the future. Doc Ellis Jr. would attend a predominantly white Gardena High School, where he was introduced to Rachel racial prejudice a sad reality for most if not all young african-american high school students just seeking a good education at the time doc facing the harsh reality of attending a place every day where you were looked at, looked down upon faced his fears he began showing up to school high and drunk whoa one day doc was caught doc being the athlete that he was was given an ultimatum suspension or join the baseball team <laughs> <laughs> that is such a 1940s thing. Oh, yeah. All right, yeah. <laughs> Son, you're going down you the path of the devil now. <laughs> We're going to get you out on the field of God's doing a grace. nice Christian sport. <laughs> <laughs> After joining the baseball team, Doc found the racial prejudice to translate from the classroom to the sport like nothing had changed. Doc also played on the basketball team and excelled, even though he was the only African-American on the team. When Doc Ellis Jr. was 18, his father, Big Doc, passed away. This would prompt Doc Ellis Jr. to focus solely on baseball. Doc played in the infield for the most part, like first base, second base, mm-hmm. yeah. shortstop, that, that, that part of the field. But one day, he threw a ball from the outfield fence all the way over the backstop. That's so a cannon. That's know, an absolute cannon. The backstop cannon. is like God. protecting people from pitches that bounce yeah. off the Foul bat balls, and go yeah. back behind the catcher. Was this yeah. in a, like an MLB <clears throat> arena? Like no, a, it like, was in high school. Oh, okay. So. Still, it, still it's, it's a long way. Um, from then on, Doc Ellis was a pitcher. <laughs> Doc stood six foot three and 195 pounds. He was a switch hitter, meaning he stood at both sides of the plate depending on the pitcher's right or left-handedness. Doc was known to throw the ball so hard during catch with his friends that they would stop playing with him. Doc would go on to attend Los Angeles Harbor College in Wilmington, California. During his time in college, he played for former Negro Leagues pitcher Chet Brewer. Brewer was a scout for the Pittsburgh Pirates at the time and tutored several future major leaguers. Through this influence, Doc would prefer to play for the Pirates over any other organization. Hmm. He would get this chance in 1964. At the age of 19, Doc Ellis Jr. was a major league pitcher for the Pittsburgh Pirates. But his signing bonus was cut down significantly. 
from 60,000 to 2,500. Oh my God. Wow. The reason Doc Ellis Jr. was arrested for stealing a car. What? <laughs> what? What did what? I just had to throw that in there. It really doesn't pertain to the story. I at know, all. but that's like. But isn't that crazy? Sixty thousand at twenty five hundred. I mean, that's same, like a news headline on its own. Yeah. Probably the same guy who stole Mitch, the guy Toronto Maple Leafs car. Yeah. yeah. Oh, same dude. Yeah. He's just like ninety now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you suck. I'm watching you forever. <laughs> Give me your car. <laughs> at gunpoint. Yeah. Just <laughs> shaking. <laughs> Shakes. Okay, just take it. Just crashes it. And thank you, Pepper. Like yeah. <laughs> Ellis started at the Pirates Class A team located out of Batavia, New York. Here, the pressure to su- succeed. <laughs> Here, the pressure to succeed grew more and more for young Doc Ellis. Being the young, impressionable young man that he was, he turned to alcohol and drugs to cope with the fear of failure. God, another one of these stories. Yeah, I promise <laughs> this isn't going to become a podcast where we just talk about drug addicts and sports. It just happened to coincide. <laughs> Even though he was still under the age of 21, Ellis would go out to the bars with his teammates, hoping to pass his 21. Mm. One righteous called him out. His response, quote, okay, take the beer back and bring me some vodka stingers. What? So he liked to drink, and he <laughs> didn't care how it was going to come to him. All right, I gotta Google what a vodka stinger is. It's probably just is a, that just a vodka shot. shot? I'm sure it's another old timey way. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I won't sit in here and drink, but I'll down some alcohol real quick. <laughs> Fighting his fears, Ellis played sensationally, but the further he moved ahead, the greater the pressure he felt. This added pressure pushed Doc to experiment with different kinds of drugs to cope. It wasn't long before Doc Ellis became addicted to Benzedrine and Dexamil. Benzedrine, or Benny's, is basically amphetamine sulfate, so it's like an early version of Adderall. Okay. Dexamil, or Greenies, was a mix of drugs that was prescribed to people to treat obesity and improve mood. Basically, Dexamil was a, a stimulant, just yeah. another kind of stimulant. Yeah. It's like when they used to give like people like meth. Yeah. To like yeah. lose weight. Yeah. <laughs> you lose a lot of weight you're on gonna this. Love, you're going to love these. It's like <laughs> they work really well. It's like our modern day pre-workout probably. Yeah, but mm. Actually, yeah. It's yeah. probably a good point. No. <laughs> no. No, exactly the same. It's like our modern day cocaine. <laughs> Only a third of a scoop. That's safe. <laughs> <laughs> Quote, I was into the speed because of the expectations to hurry up and get to the big leagues. Another quote, I had a no miss tag on me. It's impossible for this kid not to get to the big leagues. That's a lot of stress. During Doc's first four ma- minor league seasons, he had a pitching record of 41 and 31. Dang. So, just to give you guys context, a pitcher receives a win when he is the pitcher of record when his team takes the lead for good. There are a couple of exceptions, but just know that you have to pitch five innings if you're the starter. Mm-hmm. And if you take the lead during those five innings, even if you get – relieved and you don't pitch anymore you're considered the winning pitcher now if you pitch for five innings and you are losing and someone comes in to relieve and the relief pitcher wins the game he's the one who gets the win okay Okay? so that's kind of how like why they even record because it it still count as a loss if if the the losing pitcher is down after five innings, and that team goes on to lose. When he gets relief, he's the one who has recorded the loss. Okay. Mm. But the relief isn't. 
the relief isn't. No. Oh man. Because nice. the relief it, it takes pressure so off you, the relief you just, a little bit. If you but, just uh, sucked for the first five innings, five innings. Yeah. <laughs> it's just how it goes. Like, well, <laughs> get and, up there. And I could be completely wrong about that, but I did some research and that's as much as I could find into it. Um I think there's like a stat for closing out games too. Yeah, there is. For the um, relief pitchers. <clears throat> but we don't we're not gonna get too much into that, yeah. but in March of 1968, Doc felt emboldened due to the fact that he was on the brink of making the Pittsburgh Pirates a major league team, meaning he was playing so well the Pirates would do pretty much anything to keep him on pace. So, Doc took advantage of this. Quote, I held out this spring because I never did get a bonus. I thought I was entitled to more money. Mm. After negotiations, Ellis accepted a new contract to join the Columbus Jets, the Pirates AAA affiliate team. What? So <clears throat> he downgraded? I, no, he upgraded. Basically, it's kind of like how hockey works, um, where the checkers are the affiliate to. Affiliate. They used to be the Hurricanes, but none of them. Yeah. Anymore. But so basically, those players can get called up so, yeah, to the big leagues from that team. So where he was before was like, a, I'm guessing, a stage below. Oh, okay. I was, okay. So he just moved one rank closer to being basically called up upon. Okay. Before he couldn't, okay. now he's on the team being can be called up upon regularly. Makes sense. Um, so, yeah, he joined the Pirate, uh, the Pirates affiliate team, and he made his major league debut on June 18th in Pittsburgh as a relief pitcher against the Los Angeles Dodgers. Doc Ellis would pitch well and take home his first win as a major league pitcher while allowing only one hit. Hmm. Wow. July 31st came around, and Doc Ellis made his career, first career major league start. It was against Cincinnati's team during the second game of a twi-night doubleheader. And a Twinite doubleheader. I forgot they did that. Yeah, Twinite doubleheader means you play two games in a day. Yeah. One game will be at like 4.30, 5 o'clock, and the next one will be at like 8.39. It was a way to kind of start pushing Major League Baseball to be something that you did at night and attended at night uh, instead of these day games that day. you know were a little, probably more, a little more difficult for some of these people to get to. But by the end of the year, Doc was playing so well, he was in the starting rotation for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Nice. In 1969, Ellis continued as a starting pitcher. He lost 17 games but had an ERA of 3.58 through 200 innings. So context, most pitchers have an ERA between 4 and 5. Doc had hmm. a 3.58. Okay. The best pitchers ever had a 2 to 3. So 3.58 oh. is above average. Yeah, it's he's, not, doing, he's, doing, he's well. doing good, and this is his first season. Yeah. So – I'm gonna finish this real quick before we get in the rest of this. But. <laughs> yeah, the, the, he just grinned, so I'm, I'm scared. Mm. <laughs> this, this ain't a scary story, guys. Oh, no, this I'm is a, a fun <laughs> one. This is where it gets God. fun. <clears throat> well, it says I, the, the, the name of the episode is fear. So yeah, yeah. Uh, it's I not think, fear uh, to be. You guys aren't supposed to feel fear. Now, oh, oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> now that the groundwork has been laid, I want to ask you guys: What do you think of Doc Ellis? I think he's. I mean, sounds okay. Sounds like he likes to drink, but he can handle it, and he's yeah. doing it above average. I mean, he's. I don't know. He seems like he's doing just fine. Yeah. I don't understand yet where the. Fe- I'm trying to like figure it out in my head where fear comes into this. Fears was pushing him to do the drugs, and what's. Oh, I see. Uh, like he, so he's that's the correlation. That he yeah. Oh. He's afraid of failure because he's yeah. being told, you're going to make the Matrix. You're going to do it all. You're going to do incredible. Yeah, you're going to do all these great things. And then he got there, and then there's a level of success that happens Yeah. that if you're just the kind of guy that's like, dude, I just want to do drugs and drink, 
and not have to worry about things. Yeah. That success doesn't allow you to do that. Also, you got to remember this is a this isn't a time period where African American baseball players were not looked on favorably. Oh yeah, yeah. So there's yeah. the fear to a young African American man doing really well in a predominantly uh, white yeah. league. So there's all that stuff too that gets brought on you. So there's in. there's a lot going on outside of just baseball and Doc right. Ellis. Um, but yeah. <sighs> I, I dude, I've been wanting to say this story just for throws so long. Him. <laughs> oh, this I, man starts getting like. Death threats. Just, yeah, I have a, it. Don't get people. dark, guys. It don't get dark. I promise. Yeah. Okay. Now. <laughs> yeah, we trust you. Welcome to the After most game. infamous week in Doc Ellis's life, and quite possibly the most infamous week in MLB history. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm hooked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys, you just. Inf- I'm so happy I get to tell you guys a story. <sighs> oh my God. It was Wednesday, June 10th, 1970. Doc was on his way to San Diego for four games, coming off a loss in San Francisco. Doc was granted permission to fly home for a Thursday off before the game. He planned on returning to the team Friday afternoon due to the fact that he was set to pitch the first game of a doubleheader that day. Doc got to the airport for a short flight from San Diego to his hometown. At the airport, Doc Ellis decided to pop some acid. (laughs) What? That way... The high would kick in right when he got back in his comfort zone at home. That's what I want to do on a plane. That is take wild. Acid. That is just no. It's a short God. flight. Uh, yeah, so still, I don't care. You take it, and then in an hour, you're like, well, I'm feeling loopy, but you're like back and, in your home. But I'm off the plane. Back, back and then, I'm home. I've, they probably didn't think much of it. Now with TSA, yeah, I'd probably lose my mind. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Doc showed up to his buddy's girlfriend's house. She asked Doc what was wrong with him. He responded, quote, I'm high as a Georgia pine. (laughs) Doc spent that Wednesday night drinking and dropping more acid. Doc woke up. He was greeted by his buddy's girlfriend. She said, quote, you better get up. You got to go pitch. Mm. Doc responded by saying he pitched Friday, not Thursday. (laughs) He remembered waking up earlier in the morning to drop some more acid. She grabbed the paper and showed Doc the sports column and the date. Doc had blacked out for the entire Thursday and woke up Friday <laughs> afternoon at 2 p.m., four hours before game time. Oh, my God. What? To just black out for 24 hours? Oh, my on a God. Did he win? Trip. Did he win the game? He Doc's w- response, quote, oh, wow, what happened yesterday? Oh, my God. Oh Doc God. rushed to the airport to was fly a, back to San Diego. Is it a no-hitter? <laughs> he had to play in a game at 6.05. Wait, and he had already taken more acid. <laughs> He's tripping ball sack right now. <clears throat> God. Doc landed. He hopped in the car, headed to the ballpark, and arrived at 4.30. No. On the way to the game, Doc popped some greenies. The, the stimulants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Doc says that almost 90% of major leaguers were using Dexamil at the time. So, so everybody was doing was greenies. Just doing that, yeah. Doc got to the ballpark and headed for the dugout. On his way to the dugout, there's a woman in the stands looking for him. Doc made his way over to the lady, and she handed him a little golden bag of bennies. Doc went back into the clubhouse and took some bennies. So basically Adderall. Yeah. Oh, my God. So he's got his greenies, he's got his bennies. He's, oh, he's good to go. Good he's going to have a great game. The game was finally starting, and with it came a misty rain. The opposing team and Doc's teammates knew Doc was high. 
But Doc says nobody knew exactly what he was high on. <laughs> so he's fine. He's mm-hmm. high on life. Yeah. He's like, do you know what he took? No, he's just there. No, he's on something. <laughs> Quote, I didn't see the batters. All I could tell was if they were on the right side or the left side. Oh, my God. What? Jerry made the catcher put reflective tape on his fingers so Doc could see the signals he was calling. Oh, what a wow. great catcher. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, my pitcher's fucked up. Yeah, Instead of getting I, him to sit this yeah, one out, I'm just going to put pink tape yeah. on my fingers. Oh, man, he'll pay attention to that. Yeah. He'll zero in. Doc remembers being in a state of euphoria while he was pitching. Sometimes the ball felt as big as a balloon. Other times it felt small as a golf ball. He also remembers seeing a comet tail on his pitches and Richard Nixon as his own. <laughs> oh my god. So tripping nutsack. Yeah. Oh my Send god. Out another planet. So now they're in the game. After the first inning, a rookie on the team named Dave Cash came up to Doc and joked with him. Quote, You got a no no going. To get some context, a no no is a no hitter. Is one of the most elusive goals in every MLB pitcher aims for other than a perfect game. Nowadays, most pitchers don't finish a full game in order to protect them throughout the season. So when it happens this day and age, it's absolutely impressive as hell. So here's the definition of a no-hitter. An official no-hit game occurs in Major League Baseball when a pitcher allows no hits during the entire course of a game. Like no, like no so foul a hit, balls? No, a hit is... When a person hits the ball into the infield in play so and like, takes a base. Okay. That's right. a recorded hit. So you can, Still. if you hit it in the outfield and it's caught, it's not a hit. It's not a hit. Oh, yeah. okay. They have to get on base. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Gotcha. The more you know. So here's mm-hmm. some facts. Since 1876, there have been 316 no-hitters recorded. Whoa. But that number is much smaller when accomplished by just a single pitcher. For more reference... There have been over 218,400 games played since the beginning of the MLB. Oh, my God. So 316 no-hitters out of, out of 218,000. Mm-hmm. Or Almost under, a quarter million. Under, but still. Good but Lord. that is insane in itself. Now we go down to the fourth inning. Doc Ellis' teammate, Dave Cash, came back over to him. Quote, you got a no-no going. Doc Ellis was four innings into a no-hitter, all while stoned off his ass. <laughs> Doc Ellis remembers the other players pressuring Dave Cash to shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to ruin his high. Talking about a no-hitter before it happens is bad juju. Yeah. Oh, God. Doc remembers having a ball hit at him. Doc thought the ball was coming at him fast, so he dove to try and catch it. Then he looked up. Saw the bull roll slowly past him to third base. Baseman calmly scooped it up and threw it to first to tag the runner out. So see, he's so fucked up <laughs> right. that he's diving he's at diving. balls that he thinks are coming at him fast, and the ball is just like 20 feet to the right and slowly rolling to the baseman, and the baseman just throws it out at first. Imagine just see someone jump from the mound just... Goes just diving insane. at something. Missed insane. the ball entirely. Yeah. Oh, close. he's not even close. He's just diving at a ball. He's just diving in air. Doc said he never caught a ball thrown to him with two hands from the catcher. You're going to see what the interaction is like. Okay. Like, I'm throwing it back now. Like, it's like covering okay. his face. Just like, I'm lobbing it. 
He Here said he said he was afraid of it because the ball looks so big, and then other times the ball would look so small. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> At one point, Doc was covering for first base to keep his no hitter alive. Basically, that means the ball was hit short to first. The yeah. first baseman came up to catch the field the ball, and so somebody has to run over to, to first fill to in. tag the guy out, yeah. and so that's what he did. Uh. First baseman. Um, let me get back. So while Doc was covering the first baseman, threw the ball up high. Doc jumped, cocked the ball, and landed on first base, tagging the runner out. Doc said, quote, oh, I just made a touchdown. Imagine <laughs> 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 being the guy getting tagged out. Um, I'd be like, <laughs> be like, what? What? Yeah. You're like, touchdown, baby. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. ADHD, what you looking at your phone on over there? So I was just looking for footage of the game. Oh, yeah. Oh, my there's God. Some, so, there's some, but it's it's so there's early. Clips. Yeah, there's but, clips. So just in that reading, turns out the MLB has the entire game. Oh, oh dude, release God. it. They won't release it. Oh, Fuck. Yeah. Why? They've accepted no requests for footage of the game. Oh, be such a good give it Netflix. 20 more years. Such give a, give it such a good years. Netflix Eventually. documentary. Oh, yeah. Or even ESPN. Come on, put the pressure on. One of us needs to go get a job in the media center at mm-hmm. the MLB and just release that mm-hmm. footage, awesome. make a copy well, of it. I think I started this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get the only this. reason. <laughs> the nut. He's got, he's got um, to dude, get can I get uh, that nut game? <laughs> The yeah. what, sir? <laughs> what? The LSD game. <laughs> 64. Yeah. With his what, greenies and his... What? what, what bennies? And his bennies. How do you know LSD. about the game? How do you know? <laughs> Get out of here. At this point in the game, Doc said he wasn't paying any attention to the score. He was just trying to get the batters out. Oh, my God. In the seventh inning, Doc Ellis threw a pitch. Pinch hitter Raymond Webster made solid contact. Oh, no. It was a lime drive ball and almost an impossible place to reach. Bill Mazeroski, the second baseman, dove for the ball and made an unbelievable catch to save Doc Ellis's no-hitter. Doc said he knew Bill would make the play, and he wasn't worried at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm fine, man. He Vince, got that. I don't know. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Thinking in slow motion just, right now. Just ducked, he just ducked it. He's on he thought it was a comet. Yeah, yeah, he's on man. a different he's timeline. Like, oh, he, he got it. <laughs> oh, he's cool, man. <laughs> Doc says he was throwing a crazy game. Quote, I'm hitting people, walking people, throwing balls in the dirt. They're going everywhere. Oh, my God. But one thing stayed the same. Doc was still pitching a no-hitter. It was now the bottom of the ninth. If Doc Ellis pulled off a no-hitter, he would go down in history. Most pitchers pitch their entire career and never even sniff a chance at a no-hitter. And Doc was doing it on acid. (laughs) Doc Ellis winds up for the last pitch. It's a fastball down the middle, and the batter crushed it into left field and took first base. Oh, no. One pitch away from history. Wow. Wow. I'm fucking with you. Doc struck out the last batter after nine <laughs> innings, eight walks, and one hit batter. Doc Ellis completed his no-hitter oh while tripping God. on wow. LSD. <laughs> That's insane. <I> <laughs> Maybe the LSD is why he got the no-hitter. I, yeah, I'm, I, mean, I have so many thoughts. I... <laughs> I I couldn't imagine. I could no. God no. I I 
if you're, <laughs> I've tried you're, playing sports with like two beers in me. I'm like, <laughs> I need to stop. I'm gonna hurt myself. Yeah, get like. Well, what we've learned from these last two episodes is that drugs make you better professional athlete. Yeah. 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 Okay. So that's what we need to do. No, you have to be a professional athlete. Oh, first. yeah. We well, have to. You have to. You have to. You have to make it. You got to make it to that level. I mean, I've been smoking meth for nine years <laughs> to get to the major league baseball league, and it's not working. <laughs> they just stopped. <laughs> no, never. Wake up call. At this point, it's a habit. <laughs> This, no, this game made Doc Ellis an icon in the sports world. But in his later years, it became something that he would get embarrassed about. Really? He played in the league for many years after, winning the World Series and even starting he as a pitcher. He won the World Series. Wow. He even started as a pitcher for an all-star game. Doc would struggle his entire career with alcohol and drug abuse. Wow. Then, in 1980, he called a former major leaguer by the name of Don Newcomb. Don worked Great with that last one. name. I've yeah. heard him before. Yeah. That is a sick lat. Nukem. Mm-hmm. Nukem. Yeah. Literally nu- Don nuke Nukem. them. <laughs> okay. That's what I say when I microwave. Like, okay, food. Russia. It's not that cool. Calm okay. down. <laughs> Don worked with other addicts <laughs> to help them become clean. Doc called his sister. She brought him a bottle of vodka per his request and told her, quote, it's going to be my very last. After 45 days in a substance abuse clinic, Doc had kicked his addictions. Wow. Doc Ellis spent the rest of his life helping fellow addicts find a path to recover. This man waited like 20 years and then just decided to kill a bottle and call it quits. Mm-hmm. That's how you do it. That's some elite I, shit that, right there. I mean, that is, what, what else? Did he find God that day? No. Nope. That must have been a nice bottle of vodka. Yeah. Well, I wonder what <laughs> no, bottle hey, of vodka it was. You know, every blind squirrel. Finds a nut sometimes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. dude. Yeah. Air five. Yes. Let's go. Yeah. Oh, my nice. God. nice. He would even visit inmates in Pittsburgh area prisons to help them. Oh, wow. Quote, by the time they come for help, they've already locked, they're already locked up and in trouble with their families. Mm. This is why he visited prisons and bars to help others before they could make even worse decisions for the future. Around the 1971 All-Star Game, Ellis received a letter from Jackie Robinson. Whoa. Quote, try to get more players to understand your view, and you will find great support. You have made a real contribution. Doc Ellis considered this his prized possession. That's awesome. Uh, Doc said, no one will ever understand the views I have. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen. You, you ever seen Richard so Nixon much. as an umpire? <laughs> no. <laughs> you will never I have me. seen the comet trails of baseball. <laughs> Oh, man. Dude lived a hell of a life. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. On December 19th, 2008, Doc Ellis died at the age of 63. That's so oh, that's young. young yeah. While the story everyone remembers about Doc was the no-hitter he pitched while high on LSD, Doc Ellis was so much more. From balancing the feel of failure and the fear of success, Doc became addicted to drugs and alcohol. But in his life, he conquered that fear and broke into a predominantly white league and forced change by just being himself. Yeah, it's awesome. Being a, a freaking goat. Was that, was that the only no hitter of his career? I think so. That's <laughs> insane. Mm-hmm. That's just amazing. I, it's just amazing. Yeah. He also won a World Series. Yeah, that too. Like, too, like yeah. that's also no, super rare. You know well, what? You know what people would do is they're like, "Come on, did you really hit a no hitter on LSU?" I was like, I, <laughs> I, I won a World Series, bro. Like, yeah, I, I did that too. <laughs> I don't want to talk it, about it. It makes me wonder. Like, are there other? Obviously, that one was the no hitter. It's the notable one. Hmm. How many other games was he 
crap messed up to some extent you know he was struggling with drugs his entire career i think the acid was a accident I don't think he planned to ever pitch on acid. Right. It was a complete accident. I forgot what day it was. Yeah. But I think he probably was drunk and definitely on some bennies and greenies for the majority of his pitching. But I feel like the greenies, bennies and greenies were to help. He thought those would help level him. Well, I mean, they kind of did, I guess. Yeah, give him the energy instead of just like, you know, melting into the mound, basically. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) If we could backtrack a little bit. We kind of just brushed over the fact that there were a lot of people that knew he was high. Oh and yeah, they Everybody. were just like everyone was just like. And the, uh, can you imagine just like like coaches, players, and just sitting back and being like, "Let's just see how this plays out." You know, he's just having a great game. You know what? You know what I love to think about <laughs> when it comes to this story, and I know why it's not talked about except by Doc Ellis. No one on the opposing team has said anything. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. want that game to die yeah. a quick death. You're probably yeah, because like, that would be in the documentary. It's like you guys couldn't. Yeah, be guy, like, yeah you we guys, couldn't. Netflix would be that. You know that disclaimer. <laughs> we couldn't get in contact with anyone that was on that 1970s. What was yeah. the team? Whatever. I don't even know who the team was. Dude, that game. Like all we know about that game. And we can't even find fucking video. Yeah, there's no, a YouTube video, and I think there's some jerseys on there, but I don't know what it said. There's a YouTube video that helps explain the game, and from Doc Ellis. So like Doc Ellis actually narrates what he did with oh like a weird, God, crazy awesome. animation. It's so cool. But that happens, and but no one, no one in the other. It's not like one person was like, "Yeah, you know, he's pitching real good that day," and I don't know what was going on. We couldn't yeah, handle it. Couldn't stop Dude, it. No one said anything. <laughs> The level of embarrassment it takes for an entire organization to a, never talk about it is is what makes me so fascinated by that. I wouldn't be embarrassed whatsoever. I'm just gonna say no. That now. Yeah, if I like, lost to that, I'd be like, "That's incredible." Yeah. Or for like Doc Ellis's perspective, like, I guess he was embarrassed because you know he he knew he's. But that's like a pride. I'd be pretty I'd be prideful yeah, about proud. it. But you know, it's a you know, it's kind of a different thing. He so. was, you know, he just was struggling drug addict yeah. you know and so he doesn't like the fact that his best moment in his career yeah. that everybody talks Most about it, yeah. is the yeah. one where he's struggling that's the true. most so that's the issue yeah. with him and why he's so embarrassed by it but he learned to, you know from what i read from his biography and everything autobiography is just you know he learned to come to terms with it. it's not going away Dude, I'm just bouncing back to where he jumps off the mound at a ghost ball <laughs> you imagine being the announcer be like oh there goes doc ellis <laughs> In the air, 20 feet away from the ball. <laughs> the ball yeah. slowly rolls past him. In his third baseman, he's pushing away from it. <laughs> like some Ricky Bobby-looking <laughs> yeah. shit. And Richard Nixon oh, calls him out. <laughs> <laughs> no hitter continues, ladies and gentlemen. But yeah, it's just... Oh, man. It's one of those stories, man, that's it's always going to be around. It's always going to be there. And yeah. I like the ending of it, too. Like, mm-hmm. everything kind of just fell into place. He yep. got cured and yep well he I had would... a pretty tough life I, I i didn't include a lot of the struggles he had um like he he got really close with um i think it was clemente roger clemente i think is his name it's one of the players who um was like really really good and then he died Ooh. like in the middle of his career mm. and that crushed him i mean that I just made everything go way worse way off the rails 
and he was dealing with a sore elbow or shoulder for a very long time and people were forcing yeah. him to play because you know sounds about right what was going on back then but yeah man he had a hell of a life and i mean that game is one of those things like you hear about you know you hear about nowadays and you're like dude he pitched a no-hitter that's insane. Like yeah. nobody yeah. pitch, nobody pitches no hitters now. Of right. Over two hundred thousand like, games. Yeah, it, it's just it's crazy because everybody wants to protect their their star pitchers, but this guy did it on acid. <laughs> and not Another like, concoction not like, of drugs. Yeah, and not like else. a small micro dose where you're just like happy. You know, you feel like a yeah. sunflower. You see yeah. Jimi Hendrix doing the you you know the national yeah. anthem for I the guitar. You're, you're seeing you're seeing an after image of a ball. And a comet tail, and the ball looks like a balloon at some times when you're pitching, and other times it looks oh like a golf God. ball. Like that's crazy. Like you're playing is such a handicap. He just he's just so unpredictable. Yeah, yeah. the ground yeah. people. Oh yeah. You imagine being like the batter, and he's like, <laughs> he's standing there, he's like moving, and he throws a ball, and it goes right into the dirt, and then he goes up, he throws a hundred mile fastball yeah. right down the like, middle. Coach, what do I do? Coach, <laughs> how do I swing? So, I don't. I don't know. Third baseman or. Uh, Third base coach is trying to give you clues. Just he's like, like, I got nothing, man. My question is looking my direction <laughs> half the time. He's looking right at me. <laughs> my question is, how long did the catcher give signals before he's just like, fuck it? He's just like, I, whatever I put Doc, up there. Throw the ball. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, right? He's going to do what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. But yeah. So that's the story of Doc Ellis's no hitter on uh, acid. Yeah. Now it's uh, beer rating time. This Oof. is an S for me for sure. Yeah, See, I'm, I'm actually not on that train. I'm not on S tier. I'm on A tier. I'm not even on A tier. I don't uh, think I would say B. You're you're telling me you're going to give that above the rating of the Sam Adams yeah, lager? Yeah, it's better than any beer you'll put in front of me. <laughs> yeah, but again, you're impartial. So. Yeah. We're, we're on the same. We're in the traditional lager right now. Mm-hmm. We had the Sam Adams Boston lager, and now we're talking yingling traditional lager. Yeah. Objectively, if I wasn't me, this is not good beer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was gonna okay. say the same. Okay, okay I'm go- Dave Portnoy. I, I, I would put this at a. C. I'm not doing pizza ratings. Yingling is an S tier. It's a ten point. I'd no. say. I will say C just to bring this down, so the S tier is not as huh. influential. I'm not gonna lie. I don't like this as much as Bud Light. I don't oh, either, man. Yeah. I really don't. I mean, it's a. I, I, I take back my rating for it's sure. A heavy, I was trying it's to. Well, nice, I hope you guys but... enjoyed Billy and Chase being on the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> They're done. Um, <laughs> They're done. Uh, did you I, give your? I'm gonna. Rating? I'm gonna say. I'm locking because I would C. put. Okay, so that's where I draw my line. Like Bud Light is a C. Like yeah. Bud Light is in the middle, right down the middle for me. Yeah. Like it's great, it's, great, it's decent. It's piss not water. bad. It's yeah, exactly. And you're yeah. putting. That's below a Bud Light. This is a C minus. Oh, oh, I, God! I don't put. You're this, putting this no, below. You would I, put this above. I don't put this below. This, Bud Light. Well, I mean, this is a it's a regular lager. Are you going to put this in the same tier? Beer. I put it on the same tier as Bud Light, but I'm not putting it below Bud Light. Okay, you just put it on the same tier. You put it even. All right. Uh, I'm just saying slightly below. I'm going C minus. I I gave the Sam Adams an A plus. Um. But you're from Massachusetts. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, but I really like I'm in partial. Right. Uh, but I don't regularly <laughs> drink Sam, Sam Adams. I'm going a... You know, there are way worse beers Maybe than this. Maybe if you keep stroking, it'll get better. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I made him self-conscious. <laughs> okay, fine. I'll give it a... It's a, it's a flat B. 
Flat B. You don't need to cross your arms. We're all friends here. <laughs> okay, so we'll put it at a B minus. Leave it. We'll put it. At, we'll put it at B minus. Fair. Because he's putting it at S. So objectively, it's a C. That's me. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You know what? B minus. B minus. Bud Light. Okay. Well, we'll say C. We'll say C plus. C plus. Then you should be comparing it to a Budweiser, not a Bud Light. That's fine. It's not a light beer. But I don't like Budweiser either. So that's blasphemy. Okay. Fine. Fine. All right. Well, that's our first uh, short episode. I hope you guys enjoy it. And uh, if you haven't already, go and check us out on our website, lastsecondpodcast.com. We're also up on Spotify now, so this episode will be out very soon. We have a Facebook, um, Last Second Podcast. um, Our mothers. Dot Facebook. (laughs) Our mothers love it. (laughs) Facebook dot dot last second podcast dot com. (laughs) Go and check it out. Do it. Poop pants.